Welcome to Live in Your Fierce Life. I am Tabitha Thrill, and I want to start by thanking you for your time today. Time is the most valuable commodity, and I appreciate you for listening in. Today, we are going to be talking about my story from broken and bullied to living my dreams. Now, my story has several different elements to it as we all have our own story to tell. But today I'm going to share with you a part of my story that has probably the most significance to my life today. And so I really just want to share it with you and I hope that you find value in it. So when I was five years old, I remember laying on my parents' bed, putting on my tights for Sunday mass. And I remember thinking, are my legs fat? I was rolling up the tights over my thigh thinking, if only my legs were thinner, I would be prettier. Yep, five. Five years old when I can vividly remember my mom and grandma discussing the latest diet fad and talking about how they were going to lose weight and look better. They were always doing the next best thing, looking at the women's magazines or um, the slim fast or whatever was the hype new thing. They didn't mean any harm, but both my mom and grandma struggled with self-esteem regarding their weight. They couldn't help but talk about it all the time. My grandma would come over almost every single day and talk about her diet or her weight, or she'd always grab her belly and say, I need to get rid of this belly. It was always a topic of conversation between my mom and grandma and really any women that came through my household. My mom didn't talk about it as much when my grandma wasn't around. She had lost a lot of weight with her illness, but she still complained about it from time to time, especially the loose skin she had after having five kids. And I knew it was really important to her. Later on in life, I would discover hidden insecurities and toxic behaviors associated with this topic. But at age five, I just knew my mom was thin and pretty and her and my grandma talked about it all the time when they were together. My mom was very protective of me. I may have not been overweight when I was five, although I thought about it, but I went through a horribly awkward chubby stage when I hit about fourth grade. My paternal grandmother made mean comments about my weight, and those comments burnt inside my soul, creating body image and dysfunction and horrible self-esteem. My mom found out about it and lost it. She never had a great relationship with my dad's mom anyway, but this took it to a whole nother level. My mom always made me feel beautiful, but she couldn't save me from the teasing and the bullying. I went through this awkward stage and other kids noticed, especially a few boys in my class. They would relentlessly tease and taunt me on the playground and a few mean girls would chime in on the fun, but their tactics were far more psychological. They would pass notes and spread rumors, turning my own friends against me. Girls at that age can be mean, and it was torment for me. It got so bad. I remember swinging on the playground and thinking, would anyone care if I died? Would anyone come to my funeral? I remember the wind blowing through my hair as I pumped my feet back and forth, closing my eyes and tears running down and thinking, Do I matter? I would come home from those days, grab a bag of chips, and retreat to our basement. Alone, broken, and bullied. 
I would cry and I would hate myself for every single bite I took, hating my body and disgusted by the fact that I was fat and worthless. That's how I viewed myself. How other people I thought saw me is how I viewed myself. I viewed all my happiness by the way my body looked. I became obsessed with body image. I remember the first time I heard about bulimia. I saw it on a movie, Heavyweights, for those of you who grew up in the 90s, a Ben Stiller original. But the girls in this movie made a small comment about throwing up what they had and still staying skinny. I was young and didn't know anything and I thought, wow, that is a genius idea. You can eat whatever you want and you can still get skinny. This is awesome. So I tried it and fail. <laughs> I thought, this hurts. How could anyone do this? What was this? I'd like to say that that was the end of my bulimia experimentation, but it wasn't. A few years later, I discovered my older sister, Amy, the one I looked up to, the one I modeled and wanted to be most like. She battled bulimia and anorexia. Seeing her skinny beauty, I dabbled in both again, but couldn't handle it. I hated the way I felt and couldn't handle the emotional retribution that went along with it. I did, however, become obsessed with the psychology of eating disorders, what caused them, who had them, signs, symptoms, treatments, you name it. I watched movies, TV shows, did reports, read books, anything I could get my hands on. I even thought about becoming an eating disorder counselor when I grew up. I'll fast forward about 15 years because honestly, I could write a book and this is a podcast. <laughs> so no one came here for a long extended version of my story. But within that 15 years, I got married, I had three babies, I found a career in the fitness industry and really discovered who I was and how to find true self-acceptance in the healing. It's been a journey, a long excruciating yet exciting journey, but with the self-acceptance, I found out passions I never knew I had, talents and hidden skills that had been living dormant inside of me. When I realized that my self-image was just the distraction from my true calling, I was, un I was able to unveil what it really was, a misguided use of my energy. Now, I'm not downplaying anyone's self-image problems. They can stop you from living your most fulfilled life. But I'm saying that when you take off the mask and look inside to find some, you'll find something far deeper than looking good in your skinny jeans. It's hard and most people don't know how or even where to start the journey. For me, because I was willing, I've unveiled a life of purpose and passion, fulfillment and success, desire, a life of living my dreams, the beaches of Hawaii, late night giggles with my three beautiful daughters, a passionate, loving relationship with the man of my dreams, family gatherings, and friends who will hold your hand when you have to bury your mom and sister. Yes, the journey can be gut-wrenching. The vulnerability I shared on this podcast still leaves a lingering taste of relief and panic. But one thing I've learned on my journey, once you've experienced something, it's no longer yours. It's a story that must be shared to help others so whoever this is for, let this feed your soul on your journey.
Godspeed.